¿Qué onda, primos y primas? And welcome to My Primos Podcast. But this is a special event. We are live today, coming to you from <laughs> Texas Latino Comic Con 2020 in Mi Casa. With me tonight, of course, is My Primo and yours, El Chicume, El Siete, My Primo Walter. Say what's up, Walter. Hey, what's up, man? How you guys doing? Well, how you doing? Haven't I'm seen good, man. You know, I haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. This COVID thing has really uh, stepped on things for us. But <clears throat> today is a special, special show. We are not on our own like usual. You know, we try to have guests, but today <laughs> yeah. we have a very jam-packed show for everybody. We are after hours. We are the con after the con. And so we're going to have a guest coming in. We're going to blow some steam, have some fun, you know, talk about some art, topics, everything that you can get done during the day. So remember, guys, our show is a weekly podcast you can catch on any streaming service around the globe. My Primo's podcast is look us up everywhere. Now, I want to start bringing in our guest, Walter. So first up, I want to bring in with us. Uh, you you were lucky enough to buy some of his books when you got to live in person, when someone actually was able to go to a con, you know, because that's changed. Oh, now. yeah. Yeah. So, right? so more, uh, th that's the thing. Well, actually, I'm a, I don't know. That's true. But yeah, go ahead. Because you only buy things at cons, but um, looks like we're we're waiting on a guest to, to arrive. I don't show him online yet, but we're gonna, I guess, move uh, to the second in line. Uh, yeah, because I don't see Jose coming in. Anybody have a word on Jose? All right, no uh -huh. problem. So we're gonna move forward. But we have with us uh, joining us from the West Coast. We have Miss uh, Crystal oh. Gonzalez. She is uh, joining us here. There she is. Everybody, say hey. hi. Hello. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Good, no. good, doing well. <laughs> right, right. Well, uh, we met at AfterCon last year too. You and uh, Chikume had some some cool words, but uh, you know yeah. we're gonna dive when that was a, a thing, right? When meeting people was a thing in person. So exactly, exactly. But we know we're gonna go into your work. You know, talk a little more than you could earlier in the day. Show oh, off yeah. some of your animations. <laughs> so I'm excited to do that. Uh, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and also introduce another one of the. Uh, regulars that we chat with on a regular basis we have the team that have five meets we have oscar garza and rolando esquivel there they are the five 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 meets hey, what's up? Up, guys? hey i like your shirt right look at that hey man. your shirt's pretty cool hey. too man. You get <laughs> right on, man. my latinx i let the beer grow we can we can we can uh pull off a yeah. couple costume, man we can Thank be you. twins so you guys like he's talking about los carniceros from five meats right uh, los carniceros man the you're, the 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 blade of the five meats. you're the yeah. blade you're the blade and who's the meat blade and the butcher oh okay the butcher, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i'm well, the big I'm the big fat slab of uh, trompo. <laughs> el trompo, okay, el trompo, el trompo y la Well, guys, you know, we also have another guest joining us to join the party with us today. We have Mrs. Stephanie Longoria joining us. Stephanie, say hi. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, hey what's up? Stephanie, thanks for coming along. Thanks I know you're out of Arlington, right? You're up here in the mid-cities. Yes, Is that right? in Arlington. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. So we get to chat, talk about your work, look into that as well. We also bring up some topics that people don't really talk about on the usual when it comes to artwork and people tending to use it without permission, you know, people be thieving out there. So yeah. we got to talk about that as well. But, you know, I want to thank the hosts, you know, that are you seeing behind the scenes right now. You don't see them yet. They may pop in here and there, but they have been doing an awesome job all day, guys. So round of applause. For them because they have been doing it all day you know hector rodriguez kevin garcia uh they have been really carrying it for us so thank you guys and also you fucked up because you let us on the air live so uh yeah, yeah. so we're gonna go ahead and have fun that's, that's uh, 
Well, I mean, it's one thing when you tell hey. them they're not going to curse, and then when you get on live, I mean, what are they going to do? Cancel the show? I mean, well, you know, I, I, was, yes. I was told I was told to keep it PG thirteen, which I thought was like pretty good for thirteen minutes. So as long as we keep it clean for thirteen minutes, I think, I think that's what should be. We're doing Disney Plus. Disney Plus. There you go. You can do one F word. Oh, it's uh, it's Nick, Nick Mom. Remember when Nick used to have Nick Mom after like 8 30? Very inappropriate. I don't know Nick. Get this. Rugrats or something. And then about 8 30, Nick Mom comes on. It's Mom's telling like. Dirty jokes about you know about breastfeeding and all this stuff, and it's like, well, not appropriate for after Rugrats, but are here you, we are. Were you watching the same Nickelodeon we were watching? I have a kid, man. So he's watching something, you know, five years ago. He's five years old and watching TV, and then boom, hey kids, it's time to go to bed. It's time for Nick Mom. It's like, whoa. And there's guys, I haven't introduced him again. There's Kevin Garcia. Say what's up to Kevin Garcia, everybody. What's up to Kevin Garcia? Welcome to Nick Mom's. Kevin yeah, Nick Mom. I, I didn't even know Nick Mom was a thing. I knew Nick at night when I was a kid, but it was like Dobie Gillis and stuff. And that's yeah. like uh, party as hard as Dobie Gillis and Mr. Ed are going to party, you know? No, no, this is a whole different game, man. Different game all together. <laughs> but, you know, Chikuma and me sometimes on the show like to, you know, have a nice little drink. I hope you guys brought something for yourself to enjoy. An adult beverage. Product if you, could. Uh, you know, product placement. Hey, man, if they want to sponsor us, well, hey, I'm drinking Black Matter. Black Matter, Manhattan Project here in Dallas. So I'm enjoying Ooh. myself here. Some dark, dark multi beers. And well, you know, I want to open up the floor first and foremost. Just kind of, I want to highlight you guys' work, right? <laughs> you know, I want to give credit where credit's due. You guys have been awesome to share your time with us and just share your work. And I've always been about highlighting artists, especially Latino creators, right? And so I want to make sure that you guys have a moment to talk about your work. I want, I mean, I'm not going to bore you to death because, I mean, for the most part, you guys are going to have some of these questions asked all over again from every con, right? But I do want to highlight your work. I do want to just enjoy your time with me here today and just have some fun. So feel free, you know, bring in something. We can we can have a blast. So uh, let's start off with uh, Crystal. Let's go through, through some of your work in case people don't know who you are and people don't uh, know your work. Uh, yeah. well, I want to go ahead and go through through your deck here. So we have uh, my uh, producers in the back. It's going to show us some of your work while we talk. Oh, awesome. Yeah, if you have any photos, uh, feel free to put them up or whatnot. All um, right, so we have, uh, you're in the dark. Uh, tell us yeah, about your work dark, and what you do. That's my main comic book, uh, ongoing series. I have uh, three episodes, or three, sorry, three issues ready and, and available. I'm working on the fourth issue. Uh, but basically, it's it's kind of a, a crazy madcap adventure of a, a guy who gets uh, trapped in the underworld and he's got to get out. So there's a lot of demons and monsters and, uh, but it's a comedy, so, you know, it should be fun. Uh, that's Schizo the Bear. He's a cartoon I do on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, like talk, let's talk about uh, Schizo for a second. So Schizo, oh, okay. does, you, just, you just can't brush over Schizo. So Schizo, definitely give us a little more on Schizo. I'm going to actually show uh, one of your shorts here so people oh, can cool. take a look at what okay. Schizo is all about. But tell yeah, us how definitely. Schizo came to be. So um, Schizo, well, how he came to be, that's uh, kind of a long story. But it, basically, he started off in paintings. Uh, I, I'm also a fine artist, so I do giant acrylic paintings for galleries, and they're like 13 feet long, 6 feet tall. They're massive paintings, and they have um, 
various scenes of these underworlds of my design that are actually meant to be like motion, like uh, social commentary like elements. So all these creatures and stuff are personifications of actual concepts or ideas that we kind of interact with uh, in regular day-to-day -day life. Uh, but Schizo would always be in there. He was kind of like the um, kind of like the the masochistic little pervert that was always like hanging around watching all the all the crazy gore and stuff that was going on in the paintings. Um, and eventually he kind of migrated into yeah. the comic book because the comic books themselves are somewhat connected to the, the paintings. So in these underworlds of my own design where all these creatures kind of reside, Schizo also resides there. And so, you know, Fibble, the main character in the comic book, does actually end up meeting him in the second issue, which is um, idolatry. It's like the, he's like the demon of mass consumerism. He's sort of like a half Hello Kitty Mickey Mouse demigod guy. And he like eats people that like worship. Um, well, it's not Hello Kitty. His name is Happy Kawaii Cat. Ah, and the, happy, the Happy Kawaii Cat is um, like just a blatant mass consumeristic creature. He... He basically says, "Buy my stuff, trademark." Like, or, or kill you. Trademark. <laughs> well, um, I want to show one of your clips because I know during the day you you had an earlier panel, but that was when all the kiddos were watching, and you oh, know yeah. probably couldn't play this for them. But uh, here we are after hours, so I'm going to go ahead and, and show everybody the the clip here. See if you guys oh, can catch yeah. this and and see if we can uh, get this going yeah. for everybody. 1920s cartoon of schizo. <laughs> yep, 1920s cartoon, and I'm going to put that into a more pleasing. View. There you go. I love it. <laughs> wait, wait. It looks so peaceful. <laughs> what triggered him? <laughs> wow, there you go. There you go. Well, yeah, so Schizo the Bear, um, those cartoons are, they're flash cartoons, but I try to make them yeah. look like really gritty, like they're coming from an old reel of the 1920s. Uh, the whole idea behind the cartoons themselves is that people wanted to know more about his history. Like, what, why is this 1920s killer bear like residing in my underworld? And so the story that I kind of made for him was that in the 1920s, his cartoons um, would play in theaters like old cartoons did, Popeye, Felix the Cat. Um, but when people watched his cartoons, they, uh, they would end up actually going insane, killing people, killing themselves, you know, like they were so, uh, you know, violent that they realized that these are like a hazard to human health. You know, we need to destroy them. So all the cartoons got burned, thus sending him to, you know, to the Purgatory. hell that I created. The hell that in. So there he awesome. is right there, like, you know, hanging out on the couch with Fibble. <laughs> no, I dig it. I dig it. No, it, it looks awesome. I love the, the, it's funny. It's hilarious to me. I love how shocking Thank it you. just comes uh, out of nowhere. So uh, definitely, definitely something to look out there, guys. Look out for Christopher Gonzalez. Look for, for his stuff out there. Uh, I want to uh, move on to uh, Rolando and Oscar, guys. I want to talk about Five Meats. I want to talk about uh, your book. I want to talk about uh, both of your series that you have. 
Uh, can you guys share about your work, uh, what you guys do, and just kind of pimp your wares? Tell them, Rolo. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> we are Five Meets Comics. Um, first of all, is my beard in the way? Can you hear me pretty good? Because I, I know. Yeah, your beard had to have a handler. And I think yeah, we your, your mic control. is still behind the beard. Uh, yeah. We need to move the mic in front of the beard. Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's still happening. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I can hear you. Right there. Here we go. There go. All right. All right. I'm gonna tape. I'm gonna tape it like there this in my face. Um, so no, we're uh, we're Five Meets Comics. Um, we do primarily comedy comic books. Our first title that we did was Mash One and Grifty. It's like an action comedy comic book. It's a uh, kind of a spoof of like '80s uh, buddy cop movies. You know that kind of vibe. Um, so basically these two, one of them's a Mexican monkey man, the other guy's his uh, cowardly best friend. They decide to start uh, start a detective agency, and it's a do-it-yourself detective agency. So they started uh, out of their favorite local bar, and they just decided to help their community. Um, they start off with helping the people right around them, you know, just the other bar flies and stuff. So uh, every adventure that they get into, it's, it's, uh, it leads them into ridic uh, very ridiculous places. Um, but it just kind of was born out of our, just a lot of little jokes and stuff that that we would come up with as far as the writing in it and stuff and the tone. Just a lot of comedy that, that, we're, that we were influenced by, you know, different TV shows, you know, stand-up comedians and stuff. Um, but uh, at the core of it, it's really kind of also about our, our hometown, um, kind of um, trying to put the humor from our hometown on display. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's very, like, it's very specific. It's very, like, particular. Um, you know, we're South Texas, border town. You know, it's a little bit of Mexico, a little bit of the U.S., um, it's the, um, what it's like the Texas Republic of the United States of Mexico, kind of, um, okay. like, like, <laughs> like this, this whole area down here. So, so anyway, so because it's, it's, you know, the, it's, it's a real culture clash, uh, no pun intended. Um, since a real culture clash, um, you know, there's a certain type of humor that comes out of it. So that's kind of what we highlight on that. I always think it's like a Latino, uh, lethal weapon. And yeah. it was like, just like a, like a spin on, on some, just some gritty grittiness to it. So I dig it, man. I'm a fan. I bought the books. I'm, I'm ready for no, November. Is that what we're looking for? for yeah, November? November. Oscar, you want to tell them about uh, November? Yeah, November is the projected date. Uh, COVID and not a lot of other BS might change that, but I'll let you guys know when it does. Um, but yes, this will come out. Mashbone and Grifty, Volume 1, Open for Biz. The 200 plus, it originally was like uh, 214 pages or something, and now it's like 200. 25 something like that uh this the, the final story is just getting so so ridiculous that we had to add pages we just had to um yeah this is the test book that we got and we have all four of our adventures in it and the cool thing is that our original adventure was black and white and uh now oh, we put some color the magic of kickstarter money there you go uh, it's gonna oh, be in color yeah yeah nice so, that's uh, it's looking really cool that's and, like super exciting for us, man. Like to have that yeah. first issue in, in full color. Yeah, that's wow, nice. That's nice. <laughs> man, that's the, oh, there, there we go. go. Your full screen, man. Yeah, go ahead and show off the, the art. There we go. Look at that. So it's coming out really nice. We're doing a lot of really cool things in it. Uh, so from from volume one, from volume one to no to this to pardon me, from issue one to volume one, what's the the year? Well, how long did that take? Oh man, uh, what's it been like? Four years. Yeah, about four. four like that. I mean, you know, we're lucky if we can get one issue out a year. Each issue is forty-eight pages, so a lot of love, a lot of work, time. man. I, I'm fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. I know Chikume, right? 
You're a fan? Yeah, I got them too. Uh, I didn't read them to my daughter like I thought I was, but. <laughs> <laughs> Good move. Good move. Yeah, I was, gonna... <laughs> yeah, the, I was yeah, on a I podcast uh, two weeks ago and someone said he read them to his kids. I called CPS on them. <laughs> yes, this is not for kids, guys. Not for kids at all. It says Definitely not cover. for kids. It's undercover. Yeah. You never know. But hey, man, my kid's ten years old, eleven years old. He's watching schizo. He watches. I mean, some random yeah. stuff too. He's just, it's just I mean, Latino kids yeah, are tough, man. They can take it. Yeah, and, uh, and, he, and, and, and your kid's not out there killing pollitos, right? So he's no, no, it's not that insane. With it. Like it's just yeah. you know, some some bad language here and there. I mean, there's that, way more intense stuff out there now, right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay, but five um, meets. Uh, I love your stuff. We're gonna just keep this party rolling. But I want to talk to Stephanie. Uh, you know, Stephanie, uh, you came onto the show with us. Uh, I, I want to talk about your work. I want to talk about. I know how you came in, come, came into the into creating and, and just so people can look at your stuff and really just t- talk about your stuff. Pimp your wares. All right. So um, originally, I'm a graphic designer. I worked in mostly the fashion industry for a while, but now for the last four years, I've been teaching art. I still do my Studio Longoria stuff on the side. Um, I love it. Got, I've got one right here. It's Is that a paleta? Charger. It's a phone charger. Oh, it's a charger. It's, oh, oh, like a wow. yeah. wow. So I teamed up with um, Domingo, Dominguero, their Mocajita box that it's like a subscription box. Oh, I teamed up with them this summer oh. and um, they did a Frida box and they used my art for a little to get a charger made. I want I want that. that. So <laughs> I, I'm working on it. I'm working on getting more made. So I'm I want the Bluetooth speaker version of that. I want to like yeah. I want all that. Do you have speaker? Do you have Bluetooth speaker? Oh my my daughter would love. Yeah, right now this is this is what we have. It's a little power bank. Um it was originally like 400 boxes were sold. So 400 of these are floating around, but we're looking at making some more, getting some more made. It's just school started. So I'm back to, you know, working from 7 a.m. to midnight every night doing school stuff. So it's going to be a minute before I can get those going again. But aside from that, um, I'm known for my little plush toys. These are, this is one of my original little, uh, Muerto dolls, and I've got some new stuff now. These are a new character that I've been doing. Um, that I've been working. I created her a few years ago, and I revisited her over the summer. Her name's Fifi. That's my nickname is Fifi, and so I've got like my little old Fifi stuff. And I grew up with uh, Hello Kitty, big Sanrio fan. That was you know saved all my money. So on the weekend, we go to the mall and buy all the stuff that we that I wouldn't use because it was too cute to use. So now I've got like my own, you know, making my own stuff, like stickers and um, just kind of opposite of Crystal stuff where hers is dark. My- <laughs> oh, no, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have opposite corners. They're on opposite corners. You yeah, know what? Yeah. You guys should collaborate <laughs> and collaborate instead of the Pachaco stuff. You yeah. could do like a garbage pail kid meets a little kitty. I love, that. <laughs> like, I that, love that. that. I love that- monsters. I've got um, a yeah, I, mean, I have oh, my own question yeah. too. Oh, there you go. See? This is my little Damn. boy. So, hey, man, yeah, what's, up, there. what's up with you? What's up with five minutes? Right you want no plush toys or anything? You want no, 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 we, toys? Um, you why don't we have plushies? Because, yeah, or at least a plush toy. We're concentrating the managerial services <laughs> okay. on Bugginhead. He is a professional wrestler. Okay, he is he is not a plush, he, he is he's a real boy. Slash puppet, slash puppet. Well, actually, I, I do have the prototype right here. 
uh, piece uh, of meat. The episode where Mashbone goes undercover in the teddy bear factory. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Man, that looks uh, great. Forty nine ninety five. There you go. Right, right now. Do it right now. But Stephanie, like, um, I'm curious. You know, I, I heard that. You know, this is kind of opening up to everybody at this point. But you know, hey guys, first of all, everybody watching, check everybody out, please. Uh, you know, check out yeah. Five Meats. Stephanie Longoria, Crystal Gonzalez. I know Crystal Gonzalez online. You're known as at Comic Pro. Is that right? Comic Pro. Yeah. Comic that's, Pro. That's and guys, of course, Five Meets. You guys are looking at Five Meets, right? Is that usually what we're looking at on social media? Yes, sir. And Stephanie, where can people find you? Studio Longoria. On Studio Longoria. Media. Awesome. Definitely. But I want to touch on this because I, I heard that you had an experience where someone was stealing your artwork stealing your stuff and borrowing, using it like yeah, borrowing, the borrowing, borrowing like talk borrowing. about that what is that like borrowing very loosely um so this isn't the, the first time i guess it was sometime maybe two years ago is the first time i found what was going on so i have a frida design little drawing that i did um probably six seven years ago here's this is her and Can we put the, the full screen on Stephanie, please? Yeah, this is a headband that I did not, you know, commission to have made or, you know, give my permission for, for the artwork to be used. So like most artists, I have my my artwork online and different places. I use um, different websites like Society6 where I upload my images to and they do all the printing for me. So you can order T-shirts and things like that. And um some of these websites don't put a watermark on your artwork mm. and you you can't upload your your artwork with a watermark i can put my my trademark my logo my copyright on the bottom right but you can't put it across otherwise the t-shirt you get is going to have that watermark printed across it so um they don't they don't put that on there whenever they're putting your stuff online and people think it's okay to just go and grab your images and use them for themselves. So like two years ago, um, I found a company in Mexico was making handbags with my Frida design on there with that same, this, the same little image, this one here. Um, they were making handbags. There was a lady in San Antonio. She made, um, I'm sorry. Do I have what? The image. Can you show us the image again? Um, I have them somewhere. I, I should have put oh, the little yeah. the little uh, headband oh, is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want okay. to see it. So here she is. Um, so and I know this isn't fabric because I sell fabric as well, but this isn't my fabric because and diversify a layout that I would do. So what they've done is they they went into more than likely Society Six. That's the one that doesn't have the watermark. And I love Society Six. So I'm not hating on them because I I love using them for all kinds of things, but um. They pulled my image from something somewhere and, wow. you know, they, they made their own design out of it. Um, some lady in San Antonio was making these big fiesta wreaths and she was, she had taken my image and she was copying it onto like cardboard or something and, and drawing it on there. And she actually tried to tell me that I had sold her the image. I was like, no, cause I don't sell clip art. So I know that's not true. Yeah. I have a question. Uh, so yeah. I'm curious to interrupt you, but I'm, I'm so like, like we never really learn about this side of the, of the industry, right? Like yeah. me and Walter were talking about this, Walter, and you had a thought like, you have to be pretty like, knowledgeable, right? Yeah. So um, when I was in school for graphic design, I did take a, a law class to learn about, you know, the laws for copyright and trademarks and um, just other intellectual properties. And then um, as a teacher, I teach art, junior high art, 
part of the TEKS, which are our teaching standards, we have to teach the kids about copyright. Yeah, so I, I, I teach graphic design in high school and it's also there for that. Yeah, yeah, it's the big okay. TEKS for, for what we have to teach. And, um, you know, it kills me sometimes because the kids wanna do fan art and I love it, like they do awesome. But also when it comes to the art shows and, you know, uh, vase for, you know, junior vase for junior high, that's like the big, here in Texas, that's the big, um, like art competition for, for schools, um, they can't use copyrighted images. Even if it's like fan art that they drew themselves, they can't even use reference photos. If you didn't take um, photo yourself. So if they they can't use, and this is a project, but I guess this is a question, they can't use that for the project for, for whatever competition they're doing, right? Yeah. But I'm curious, let's talk about in general, right? Like for everybody here on the panel, I want to ask Kevin, Oscar, everybody, please. Yeah, time I in. jumped in because this is a topic that I care a lot about. I have a lot of friends that have so, been affected by this. There are creators as well. And exactly, I teach so, this all the yeah. time. Don't be that person. No, exactly. Like, it's important because nobody really acknowledges it. You know, we have fun about it. But at the end of the day, this is everybody's hard work. Yes. Like in the podcasting world, you know, there was a time where people were trying to copyright the podcast general. So meaning if you well, ever did a podcast, you owe people money. Just oh, I don't know. The word, they, they want to trademark the word podcast. The word podcast yeah. or trademark yeah. the ability to podcast was a whole thing, a whole movement, right? And there was a whole thing behind it. Thankfully, we didn't get there. So patent trolls, oh, right? Patent yeah, yeah, patent trolls, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm curious, for example, Crystal, I know for a fact your stuff has been used tons in like fan art and like fan oh, clips yeah. and fan videos. I, I, like I have, I have some pretty passionate fans. Like I have fan art at the wazoo. Like you look for- yeah, That's uh, a bad place to have fan art too. No, no. And I love fan art. I actually oh, no, <laughs> For me, like whenever I see somebody else's like artistic interpretation of Schizo the Bear, I just love it. You know, like sometimes they just go crazy with him. You know, like um, one one of the features that he has in like a lot of these, you know, in the books and the comics or whatever, he has these pubes that kind of poke out of his pants yeah. and um, and they're sentient. So they can actually eat things. They come out and they grab rats and stuff, right? Orlando, Orlando how's your beard? Is that is that thing have a mind of its own? I mean, that, that explains a lot about his mic. This mic can't work, but by the beard stopping there. Right? Like, oh, you know, they, 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 want, they yeah, open was, up the walls in the wazoo or whatnot. But then I the only time where I find like it gets kind of iffy is if somebody takes the work and says, I'm comic pro. There's my art. Then I go, hey, hey, hey. Didn't, no, didn't you, didn't you just it. post? Or if they just post the, uh, yeah. somebody had a Facebook or I mean, a, an Instagram? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I actually, I actually I mean, just had to, to tell somebody like, hey, you don't call Comic Pro and then say uh -huh. like, you know, because unfortunately people, they might just see the name and then they just start mm -hmm. following that account and they don't know it's not me. Hey, I had a question. I mean, just tell people up front, like, no, you don't do that. It's usually just yeah, I had a question on on the same subject. I was thinking, me and Stanley were, were me and Freddie were talking about it. Um, um, when it comes to music, or, or at least music for sure, um, you yourself as a consumer can kind of point out and say, "Oh, this sounds familiar to this." Yeah. Oh, so they kind of copied or mm -hmm. you yourself become, and then you might you might like people will make a video about it and compare it and kind of do it for do the heavy lifting yeah. for the artists in terms of honestly. And, and that right there, that that's like what it, helps creators. Yeah. Is, is so they, so they, their my question is, their ears and eyes out for somebody copying them, and they say, "Look, somebody copied you, and look what I found." Yeah. And on the other hand, for artists that produce pieces like you guys, is it harder? Like, do you have to do your own policing in, in a certain way, like, and try to enforce it yourself? 
I mean, I do. Yeah. I always yeah. do. I mean, uh, luckily for YouTube, um, YouTube has like the ability to actually tell me when my cartoons are being, um, uh -huh. you know, reposted. And if it's like, you know, them doing a, a reaction video or something and they're freaking yeah. out, they love those. I'm like, yeah, those are awesome. But if well, it's somebody who's like, hey guys, check out this cartoon I found, no, con no, no credit, no nothing. They, it, they just, you know, they're just taking it for the views. Then I'm like, mm, okay, that's crushing the party. Look who showed up. So first and foremost, we got Elia Maria. Our people showed up. Our and we have Jose. <laughs> Finally, what happened, Jose? Thought you like fell off the earth or something. Oh. Man. Oh, I've been it's the after hours, man. We're all Staying enjoying ourselves, seriously. talking, talking so about people stealing your art. About where people take the stuff and then they take off the copyright and take off, or they'll take the cartoon, but they'll take out the credits at the end, kind of a thing. What drives yeah, yeah. me nuts, and this is, a, this is a little silly thing, but it drives this is a personal pet peeve of mine, is when people are sharing like the nine gag cartoons or whatever, and they literally just just cropped out the creator's name like why <laughs> why did you do that and, and yeah, so right. every every facebook group i'm in because uh, as, as i tell my as my students tell me facebook is for old people every facebook group is in i'm in uh if i see somebody post a comic i go find the original comic it takes me less than five seconds to find it on google find mm -hmm. the original comic and i send here's the comic with the creator's copyright you know, because they're it, funny comics. But is it, is it the community though self-policing well, it, it looks like because it well, feels like that, okay. the thing, it's not okay. the person sharing its fault but if you know better and you like that comic, see if you can find it. Every once in a while, you'll find a comic that doesn't have copyright or anything anywhere. But like most times, you, if you look for it for two seconds, you'll find the original creator. So what yeah, I and about, and, and typically like, uh, like, like with Stephanie, what happened to you? Like how long did it take you to find out between when you created or put it out, put out Frida, and then it turns out that somebody was... You know? That design I, I did years ago. It's probably like mm, seven, eight years old. And no, 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 but how, how long did it take for you to find out? You know, like, like, like do, you, do you know how long they were selling your stuff before? I, honestly, yeah. I don't know, but I did find, I did find. There's a website called PixArt, and it's like clip art stickers that people upload. So someone had taken my design, put it on there, taken out all the background, and made it free to use free to download so once i got that person taken down i ended up finding that same image again with some other some other person and so i've been really lucky that the the people that follow me like on instagram mostly they police for me and they will send me anything that they think resembles my work so if it's anywhere close to looking like something that i've drawn they'll send me you know hey is this yours uh, yes, no. If it is mine, you know, I'll start digging into it and trying to find where it came, where where it's coming from. But it's is that something you pay for? Or something is that like a service you pay for as an artist, like to have somebody like you can do reverse image searches on Google. That's that, that's, that's how I find those comics. Yeah, but I mean, are you burning so many calories because of this? I mean, I know disrespect, but like, yeah, it was, like how? Yes okay. and no. Because, yeah, because um, I'm like, it, it seems like it's a lot of work to protect your content. It's your content, 100%. You got to be on top of your stuff, yeah. right? I'm with you. You work on it. It took you years to craft it. You look at five minutes, it said four years just to get to this point. So if someone comes along and tries to steal their shit, it's like, yeah, hey, who the hell are you? Like, why are you doing this? You know? It, it, it is. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've cried about it um, because it, it does hurt. It hurts, like, inside. It's it's a weird feeling. No, and it's like so, they're 
someone's violating you. This is, you know, stuff that's come from your head that you've put effort into. And um, so like, I sell fabric. I design fabric. I sell fabric. I, I used to sew a lot. I don't get to sew a lot anymore because I'm teaching. So I sell fabric and I have customers that buy my fabric and they're like great customers. You know, they're buying my fabric all the time and they make things. So then when people like the lady that or the company that stole the design and was making handbags out of it, when they're doing something like that, they're not only hurting me, they're hurting my customers who are hand making bags with these yeah. designs on them. And like they've, you know, they've paid me for this fabric. They have my permission to make these items. So it's hurting them too. So it's not just me. It's well, it like, sucks. It's, yeah. it's horrible, man. It's horrible, but like it hits a, it hits everybody, right? Everybody involved in, in your project, family, yeah. friends, the work. I mean, everybody's invested that, that does every the work like that. It's awful. But I didn't acknowledge one more person on here, Jose. You man, huh? you right there, man. You playing on your phone, man. Listen, <laughs> let's let, let's let's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> point the finger. Yeah, but you have teachers in here that are gonna tell you put your phone up. No. <laughs> teachers, they don't play with. Look, there's you know, Kevin Garcia. So Jose, man, like, uh, I want to ask uh, Elia and, and Jose real quick. Jose, uh, tell people who you are. You know your your book, uh, Unearthly Comics. If Cinto, please don't know who you are. I did that for everybody, so I want to give you that space, man. All right, all right. So my name is Jose Garcia. I'm one of the co-owners of Unearthly Comics. There are four, there's four of us. Uh, I'm the creator of El Cinto, which is basically uh, the ultimate comic. It's the ultimate... Uh, the ultimate comic. Yeah, the ultimate comic. It's the greatest, it's the most electrifying comic in entertainment history. It's about this, this luchador. He's trying to become the greatest luchador ever. And it's about all of his struggles from when he's just a, just a small, small little man. And he grows up to be that amazing beefcake you see right there. Oh, right is that the a self-portrait? Yeah. Okay. He let himself. <laughs> is that the teeth, man? It's the teeth. I can drink uh, beer in front of the teacher, right? Is that cool? Yeah, man. They're, they're not right. in class right now. The yeah, phone okay. was the issue. But yeah, we're all drinking something. Ooh, that chest hair. Look at that. Yeah, it's so manly. <laughs> manly. That chest hair is just a, just a never-ending boy. That's where he keeps his wallet. God, Orlando, does was your beard have more than than one one uh, function? Is it just fashion? Or yeah, function? it's a, it's like a utility tool, man. It's, yeah. it's not just a fashion statement. It's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. I wish I can grow a beard like that because I want to do the same thing. I can't grow hair, Yeah, Walter's. Oh, I got I got your. Uh... Right oh, yeah, yeah, that's my buddy. That's my buddy, Ramirez. He's the yeah. he's the owner of Yeah, yeah. Those aren't yeah, funny comics. Too. What are those? Uh-oh. Do we eat other <laughs> things, guys? <laughs> we had an exclusive sponsorship deal. Listen, whatever happens, whatever happens off behind closed doors yeah. at AfterCon, you know, we'll, we'll handle after. Hey man, you want to be exclusive sponsorship? When we can have a whole conversation. But right. said, right. hang out, man. We're here. Enjoy it, man. Have a have a drink. Uh, we we man, go. we're gonna have some fun. We still got plenty of time. Elia, I didn't bring anything with horses. 
but oh, you know, <laughs> Elia actually drew our current logo. So that's Yo, yeah, actually logo, logo for, for us. us. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. No, thank y'all for letting me. Yeah, yeah. It's all about wearing that mask, that, man. We gotta be safe. That COVID, that COVID. Uh, you gotta have a COVID era logo, man. If you're not, you have yep. to wear, if you're not, you don't have a logo in COVID time. You ain't gonna keep up with times. Period. Exactly. Elia, tell us who you are. Who is Elia Maria Crawford, and what do we do? That's me. I draw. <laughs> uh, okay, next. Hey, no. Um, yeah, I'm I'm an artist illustrator, uh, and I've been doing comics for 12 years. And I do very dry humor, simple uh, stuff. I just love making people laugh <laughs> via illustrations. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I bought a bunch of her stuff recently too. Me and my wife are fans, and we got some pins that came in. <laughs> So we're we're fans, you know. We consume. If you guys are fans, ever you know, ever had ever had your stuff taken stolen? care of, buy Indiana? stuff. Do you what? Ever had your stuff stolen? Because your stuff is, I mean, not that not not that other people's work is not recognizable, but at least for me, it's very easily you can tell it's like Elia, you know, like yeah, ever had I, situations or. I not that I found yet. I mean, I, if it has, I haven't found it yet. Luckily. But let's see, see no evil. I'm not cool enough. I'm not cool enough yet. <laughs> you know, what about you, man? You deal with anybody um, stealing your stuff or using your stuff without your permission, anything like that? Can you hear me? Who? Jose? Who, me? Yeah, man, you. <laughs> the guy oh, looking yeah. at the robot. Who's <laughs> cradling him? He's putting in the sleep. He's getting put to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are you drinking? Like, <laughs> dude, he's drinking morphine. That's not a beer. I think like, it's scissor. Is it scissor? <laughs> no, it's not scissor. It's not a thing anymore. What's that? What was it? Wasn't it a? What was it a? Was it a four loco? Is that what you're drinking? That shit was like uh, four loco. turpentine. No, just some soul, man. No, um, no Oh, made by the sun. Okay. <laughs> Drinking raw. Well, listen, guys. Yeah. I have a okay. question. Oh. You guys stroking these phallus symbols? I'm gonna just kind of ask that you. Uh, Are y'all just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that means something. That means everyone something. grab your thing. Yeah, everyone. everyone I don't, want, I, don't grab your thing, please. We're okay. <laughs> What's that? Uh, what is that? Oh, okay, okay, okay. here. But listen, I have a COVID mask. I have a question about about COVID, guys. So, so again, cons are at least for the next year or two. I'm guessing, hopefully not, but they're dead. Yeah. Man, right? Like physical yeah. cons, right? I mean, that that's gonna hurt a lot of people, and it sucks. But we're trying to adapt, right? We're all trying to make things happen. Uh, what are things that are not coming back? Like, Ooh, is the high five gone? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're. I mean, is uh like shaking hands, blowing cakes, right? Blowing on cakes. Sniffing butts. I mean, I mean, yeah, licking people to say hello. That's for dogs, right? But dogs are gonna have no fun anymore. You know, look, you've seen Demolition Man, right? You high five like this. Demolition Man. Well, we wear we have sex with helmets and shit. Nah, man, I need that. Can't happen, man. No, it's not gonna happen. I have a theory on Comic Cons. What if they had an outdoor Comic Con? Like, because then you could have the space depart tables. You put a little tent over it for the sun. Hopefully, it's not raining. Um, and then yeah, it's like farmer, it's, it's sort of like a farmer's market of an artist alley, yeah, like a farmer's market type, a thing. literal That's alley, what I'm saying, a farmer's market artist in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you just have to trust the weather. 
Exactly. Yeah, well, just, it depends on you and the weather. Yeah. You, yeah. you could do. I would probably have a, a jug of like you know uh, antiseptic because you touch. You know. You, oh you, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of. So, you can use some of that aerosol. Okay. And every time a fan comes up, you just spray them. When it comes to um, when it comes to like um um everybody here they they right they sell stuff obviously. Um, is there less of at least when I go to when I've gone to the comic cons, you get like a lot of impulse buying, right? Oh shit, that's cool. We go buy it. Do I mean, are you getting less of that or more of that since it's mostly online now? None. You know, like, I, I'm one of those impulse buyers at Comic Cons. I buy it every Garda Sally, and I, 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 it's not. I, I don't feel that impulse. I feel guilty that I'm not doing it, but it's, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. go, uh, let's go around the table. Everybody, uh, say something on that. For me, start with you. Fifty, like yeah, so you know, we, I, I, I always had an online store, so for me, it was always um, just like cons were always a, a, a way to um, to get new people to to check. Oh, okay. Whereas like. People who are already is you know checking out my stuff online, they go to the web store. Like you know, uh, I've been I've been doing more promoting online though, and as a, as a result, because that's where you know it's going to be happening now since there are no cons to go to. And Rolando, about you, I start with you. Yes. Um, well, me and Oscar have kind of been uh, in, in lieu of being able to, to to you know to purchase stuff from from our peers there at cons. Um, we've been like supporting a lot of people's kickstarters and stuff. Um, so we're doing that uh, instead. Um, Thank you. But yeah, that's that's something that I, I mean that I miss. You know, from uh, that's something that I miss uh, about the cons is we always made sure that that we did pick something up from other folks. You know, Stephanie, what folks, about, uh, about you? Yeah, everything's gone kind of kind of slow. So um, like my plushies sell better in person because people want to touch them, and that's you know can't do that anymore. Um, the online stuff that's been online is still doing okay. Like t-shirts, those things that I don't usually have in person with me. But as far as like my handmade stuff, like my, my plushies, they're not, they're not, not moving. moving uh, and Jose, besides straddling the robot, I mean, what's this whole change in COVID like doing done to you and, Earth, and your buddies, man, on Earthly Comics? Like what's that impact felt like? Well, it's, it's pretty coincidental, but it's actually kind of funny looking back at it, but 2019, we had some cons, but we decided to take a break 2020. We were like, you know what? Let's take a break and let's reevaluate our work. And this was before COVID. We just decided to do this all together. So it was really funny that we all decided to take a break, like starting January. We all took a break to each work on our own stuff and make it better for the next uh, set of conventions. And then the lockdown hit. So in a way, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we were already planning to take a break and use this year to develop our stuff. And that's literally all I've been doing. Like, I'm not, I haven't released any new issues this year. All I'm doing is uh, working on the next uh, set of stories for El Cinto. And I'm introducing new characters. Um, I'm adding new story arcs. So it worked I got, out. I mean, in a way to help you just get your craft going, get the next story set up. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. good. It worked out in that scenario. And Elia, what about you? And what what have you had had to do to adapt? And how's the game been for you now? Uh, I mean, I still juggle working like a day job with, uh, well, now a night job with illustration. But thankfully, um, I found Twitch to help uh, branch out to meet new people because cons was how I met new people. Um, 
And so having that taken away, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to grow at all. But I ended up growing on Twitch and meeting new people that way. Um, and my online sales have actually been better <laughs> since uh, COVID started than before. Like my online sales were garbage before, but I think it's just because I've learned how to harness online technology, thankfully. So I've been and, lucky. Uh, and rounding us out, Oscar, what's your thoughts, man? Like how, how's this game been for you guys? I know Rondo touched on it, but what else can you elaborate on it? Uh, well, first of all, the, the, the main thing that's changed from that, and I don't think that will come back uh, from conventions is everybody at our table, uh, when they would come, for some reason, they would give me a little kisses on the cheek. They just I go, did. Mm, I, mean, you remember. I reach around, but that's no kissing, okay? I never <laughs> asked for it. Okay. I never All asked right. for it. Uh, Honestly, I, I can't can change it. That Oscar, the first thought I had was, I got to kiss this guy. <laughs> I mean, says the guy holding the cat. Man, that cat. Hey, you know, I'm with the bar <laughs> right here. Uh, I, I want to add a little personal story to this for a second. Come on, go for it. So I have been a professional writer for 20 years. I thought you were going to say wrestler. Uh, I'm sorry. Keep going. I, I've, been a professional wrestler. <laughs> I've been a professional writer for 20 years. First 10 years, I was working as a journalist mostly. And then the, the, the last 10 years, uh, I worked at Marvel doing research and writing prose for them. Not, not the comics, but the prose. And for a lot of time, I would say, you know, one of these days I'm going to make my own work. I'll make my own work. But I had, I had this really, really specific, odd fear. You know, everybody's got that stupid phobia, that, that, that fear that's totally irrational, right? My fear was... I'm going to finally make my own work, but when I do, there's going to be an apocalypse and it's going to be pointless because it's going to have no use anymore. Something's not going to work for it or whatever it's going to be. And so uh, Emmanuel and I got together to make our Kickstarter, which, uh, which uh, Teowaro, donate now. Um, and we were going to announce it in March. Mm, okay. We were going to announce it in March. We had a video plan for it. We had a whole rollout plan for it. And then COVID hit. And all I could think was, was is my one irrational fear, that one irrational fear, it came true. <laughs> yeah, so uh, about that, uh, we launched our Kickstarter, uh, and then like two weeks later, COVID hit. And we were debating, we were going back and forth, like, should we just give up, like, even sending links or- It was like, your Kickstarter that made it. me feel good about it, because yours was so successful. But you guys did an amazing job. You had animated videos in your Kickstarter. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. And uh, so- it, the, to answer the question earlier, it all kind of evens out because uh, the, the, our sale, online sales are down, way, way, way down. But we had a huge Kickstarter at the beginning of the year. So that, I mean, that just pays for the year. I mean, I got you. As, far, keeps as, you as far as I'm concerned. It keeps you afloat. Um, I mean, we make roughly around that, if we hit every con that we can, we make about that, about that amount per year. So it evens out and... It's paying for what I'm working on now. Um, so yeah, and to put the money where the mouth is, if we see a Kickstarter that we like, uh, we support. You support. Yeah, yeah, you support. That's I, what I mean, like you support. Uh, yeah, we, we've spent, uh, oh my gosh, we spent a lot of freaking money on, on <laughs> Is the book finished? Are you sure your book is finished? You're probably spending this money. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, spe I'm spending like, I'm spending like, like, like baby formula money. Oh, okay, okay. Pobrecito. If, if, we, if, 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 if they had formula. Speaking, Aren't they like they're... 10, 12? I don't know how old your kids are, but formula? They can still eat baby formula. Come on. No. I mean, I guess. Hey, man, look, man. Baby formula, as long as it's got the nutri nutrients they need. 
There you Man, go. you could chain a kid outside with some Lunchables uh, and 10 years old, and he'll be okay. But, like, the baby's okay, I'm going to go on record to say I do not chain my kids outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that. Hey, joke. man, Salvadoreño, Mexicano, man. I guess it's a whole different game, right? You know, we're raised a little tougher in Central America. <laughs> but uh, let me let me drop another question to you guys. I'm just curious out here because, uh, you know, we as Latinos, uh, we always try to make sure that we're interpreted in a, in a good light. Uh, there's one thing that always nags at me and bugs me and in, in just in, in general, pop culture, movie, film, what have you, even comic books. Uh, when the Latino, Latino trope, you know, and I say that word because it's like shit that just annoys the crap out of me. Like, oh, of course he's dressed this way or of course he speaks this way. Like, what are the tropes that we are just fucking done with and done with? I'm going to start because I think I have a good one, but I'm going to go down with Oscar and Rolando and down the line. Uh, for me, anytime the Latino character makes an entrance... Lowrider plays. Oh I'm my done. god! <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I love, you don't like I love the national Lord. anthem. Oh yeah, it might as well be right. But I'm done. Every single time, every single movie I've seen that has a Latino character, at least in the, even in a comedic role or in a tough guy role, I'm gonna say seventy percent of the time. To be fair to everybody, it's Lowrider low comes rider. in and then it's screeching car or they walk into the room. It's Lowrider. So that's for me, like my like. I'm done. No but more low rider. That's how I always enter a room. Like I don't. Oh my god. Put it on your on your cell phone. Like put it on Spotify. Yeah. Like, really? Look, whatever, man. I'm done with it. Like George Lopez walking out on stage to low rider, right? His theme song to his show was low rider. Like when you watch Friday, like Mudis Hector's in his in the fucking car. Might as well be low rider. Like it's just the same shit. So for me, low rider. To, to to come to Hector's defense on Friday, he was actually driving a low ride. All right, can we? I'm gonna kick Rolando off the stream, everybody. I hope you liked his beard. No, okay. Uh, Oscar, what about you, man? What's something that uh, a trope that you're I have like? To bring my chick and everybody's really out stuff. Everybody's holding something. You're holding your cock. Okay, I see it there, literally. Oh, oh my god! I have holding oh, a chicken. That means like. Oh, that's cool. I can't Is he a lover or a fighter? <laughs> there you go. Is he a lover or a fighter? Uh, I think it's she's. Oh, he's lover. telling me to come here. Did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> come here. But right, so Oscar, tell me, man, what's a trope that you're just done with? Like, I don't want to see this shit anymore. I'm done. It's boring. I'm well, gonna move on. Well, Freddie, you know, I'm I'm not the main character of this movie. I'm probably like a brother or a cousin, you know, third or fourth down the line, and. You know, I don't really get what the main character is doing with his life, you know? Ant-Man. I just wish, and I just wish I could get out the hood, but I, I don't know how, man. I just don't know how. <laughs> and I'm going to make fun of the main character for everything he does, especially if it involves education. True, but true, You know what? True. You know what? Near the end of the movie, I think I'm going to show my mom a college application and say, I think I'm going to do this. <laughs> I think well, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna and then I'm probably going to get shot. So the main character can learn a lesson, and then I'm dead. There you go. Yeah. And I probably, I'm probably played, I'm probably played by a Samoan. <laughs> oh, no. Because they still won't hire the. the That's true. Guy. Amen. There you go. There you go, Rolando. What about you, man? That's actually mine. Is uh, is anyone but a Latino for a Latino role? Like, I'm tired of that. Stuff. You know what? I'm torn because when Christian Bale was the white guy in Hard Times, I swear it should have been the all-Latino movie, but he, <laughs> he pulled it off. But it, yeah, I get it. I'm with you too, man. It, should, it, it yeah. needs to be just white. It's, it's, it's like, hey, man, we're around, bro. What about you the know? Holy Grail La Bamba? 
You know, can anybody touch Lou Diamond Phillips? I mean, are we going to say that well, that's an issue? See, there's there's movies, and then there's exquisite filmmaking. Oh, a masterpiece. Right. You can't question oh, that, art. That, that needed to happen. That whole just everything that I just want to see my daughter. <laughs> Richie! <laughs> everything All right, I play the guitar. Every time I hear fucking Sleepwalk, I just hear fucking yeah. Isa Morales screaming, screaming, you know, Richie, that, that song, that song, that song. But uh, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, Stephanie, uh, what, what about you? What's the trope that you're kind of like done with? Just that loud, loud, loud Latinas. They can't talk at a normal voice level. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, no, you're not no. speaking loud enough. <laughs> we'll bring yeah, down the volume I, I, and editing. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin, uh, what about you, man? What's something that's just like you're done with? I, I got one, and it's, I mean, several, but there's one in particular that's just always bothered me. Whenever they have Latino, Hispanic, whatever characters written by people that aren't from that, they always have the same exclamation. Madre de Dios! And it's like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard someone naturally say that. Like you said, a la madre, you know, then that would make sense. But no, it's always, madre de Dios! And I'm like, it's always the entire phrase, like the entire phrase. And I'm like, I'm sure somebody has said that somewhere, but I've just never heard anybody naturally say the entire thing. Uh, someone in the comments is saying, uh, Elizar, was it Elizar Garcia saying, Shia LaBeouf is 100% Mexican. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I like this comment right here. Why do they always show Mexico in a sepia filter? And that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. That's true. Hey, uh, so, Primo, Primo Chicume, what about you, man? What's a, a trope that you're just like, I'm fed up, I'm done with it, it's played out? Uh, like I, I'm, I'm with Kevin in terms of expressions. Like a lot of them will be like siesta. I'm like I've never heard anybody use like. I'm gonna have a siesta. But to me, not siesta. I'm like, no, I'm gonna knock out. <laughs> like that's what I'm like. But yeah, like more, more along the lines of like uh, expressions, words, kind of thing. Like it's just so, like, and especially the movies back in the '80s or '90s. I, I, something I like with uh, Netflix and all these streaming services, you, you get to like go watch some like nostalgia movie that you haven't seen in a while, right? And then you go check it out, and they're not even they they're not trying <laughs> on the casting. Like they just grab the <laughs> the brown person and tell them, hey, like you know, if you're lucky, they're Latino and they have an accent, so they just go with them. This guy's from Mexico, and we're in Mexico right now, and he's talking with like an accent. Like in a, he can't a, even a speak, can't yeah, and so that, that's one of the things that I, I you see less and less now. But you know, back in the day, you used to see it a lot. Like not even not even try to kind of get something am, right. Am I know? am I low key hearing you dog Eric Estrada and those mujeres un camino? Hey man, Eric Estrada chips. That was my childhood. Mm. And chips, yeah, man. Anyways, he, but he was Crystal the only brown guy for a while. Um, what about you? You know, and it, it might be unpop unpopular to say this, but I hate it when we get a movie that has an entire cast of Latinos and then it has to be a stupid comedy. Like something like oh, Like when I yeah. saw that, I was like, That's you have true. an amazing cast of talented actors here and I have to watch them getting kicked in the balls and like doing stupid stuff and you know, and I was just like, really? Like, I, I'm sorry, I didn't like Dora the Explorer. Mm -hmm. Just like, I like Dora, but I get, what, dance. I get what you're, I get what you're saying. You know, like, why yeah, can't there be all Latino class with some substance, yeah. right? With some but, substance, yeah. yeah. And if it isn't, if it isn't comedy, like really dumb comedy like that, 
then we I mean, I mean, the 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 like it's, it's always like, oh, we gotta be on fun, the border. Right? There's like, gotta be drugs involved. Somehow we gotta be narcos, um, and it's like it's always about yeah. the narcos. Like every single time I hear mm -hmm. a, you know, a Latino story, that's it's always involved somehow. It's always like that. It's hey, kind hey, of hey, the hey, main hey, go-to. Hey. Hey, hey, look, hey. it's Hector. Hey, hey, hey. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. By the way, um, those are fighting words. But, but, but Doris, I know, no, sorry, guys. Um, but Doris was probably like the epitome of like what I do not like to see is when I see finally an, an all brown cast and then they 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 make it a, a dumb comedy with uh, you know, uh, Somebody, they even. Uh, like, ¿Cómo se llama? I remember that, like, the the best, la de, la de Eugenio Derbez uh, over the ship, like the redo with. Uh, they, they redid um. They redid uh, overboard. 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 Yeah. yeah, like that type. You're talking kind of like that, right? Like very over yeah. the top. So you're, you're telling me Beverly Hills Chihuahua was not intended as a serious drama? Oh my god, are you I was, I <laughs> really going was, there? I cried so many times. You then. cried about what? How shitty uh -huh. it was? That it was made. Yeah, that it was made. I agree with you. We're on the same page then. Damn. And then you guys didn't like that that the guy the the animal that took them across the border was literally a coyote. <laughs> right. Art. That's art. It's uh, just you know, like, oh, Danny Trejo. He's I didn't know Trejo. that. I'm looking at that. I didn't know that. I'm like. <laughs> Danny or Danny, well, I mean, monkey, that's great. Yeah. Okay, okay. Jose, what about you, man? What's something that's played out in Latino movies or pop culture in general that you're just like, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm, I'm I can't have it anymore. I mean, yeah, some of that stuff you guys mentioned it does bother me a little bit, but really not too much. I mean, after all, most of our culture revolves around making fun of ourselves. We all, we all have a great sense of humor, so most of that stuff doesn't really mind me at all. What really does bother me is not necessarily the tropes. It's things like, for example, uh, we got the book of life, right? That came out in 2015. That uh -huh. was a great movie. It was made by Jorge Gutierrez. He's one of my favorite animators and artists. Uh, and then a few years later, we got Coco by Disney. Nobody made a big deal about the book of life, but when Coco by Disney came out, yeah, that's it was true. a huge sensation. And that's what bothers me the most really is things like, it's not really a big deal until a mainstream company does it, you know, and I don't understand, I don't really understand yeah. that. Yeah. I think we should yeah. support the smaller independent artists instead of just being, yes, Fox is finally making the brown people movie. Let's yeah. go watch it. No. Jose, we were talking about that one of the panels earlier, and we were talking, not not about that specific situation, but, yeah. but that's what we were thinking yeah, of. An example. And, and what came up was, on the one hand, we want to see the independent productions become successful. On the yeah. other hand, if the independent productions cause the big name players to make their own version of it, yeah, it kind of sucks in a way, but it also brings it more to the forefront, so it makes it easier for the next production to be made. So, I like, mean, I agree that it's a good thing, but so, so, so I'm like, I, I agree with you entirely on that. It's just like, I feel like because Coco was successful, I think there's a greater chance that other companies would say, "All right, well, let's look at another uh, type of, of show that might have a Day of the Dead thing." You know, might have a day. Plus, I will give Disney credit after they got a lot of flack for trying to trademark Day of the Dead. They hired Lalo. They, they hired Lalo. Oh, yeah, and a yeah. bunch of other people. Yeah, so I got to give them credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no comment on the fact that I used to I, I cry like a baby when I watch Coco. I'm sorry. Hey, I like those movies. We love them here. We own them. You know, we own both of them, and we love them. I love, like I said, I love Book of Life. I thought it was a great interpretation. 
And like you said, yeah, you're right. We need to really focus on the, on the Indies. Oh, love it. It's phenomenal. Se presta, right? Se presta para eso. Because it's like, it's a story you're telling somebody. But um, Ilya, what about you? Similar, like, similar styles and themes. They have uh, Wakamele has similar oh, yeah. stuff to Book Life and Coco. I think it's made entirely by Canadians. I don't know if there's a single like 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 Latino on staff, but I love it. Oh, Elia, what about the, uh, you? What, what, what's uh, something you're fed up with? The creator was Mexican, but the rest of the whole team wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, Elia speak No, you're good. Uh, actually, the drug thing bothers me a lot. Like, I understand it's a big deal, but like, that's not all we do. <laughs> we sling more things too. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> no true true but it's a, it's one of those things where like i bring it up because we laugh at it he'll say yeah it's funny we can laugh at it and go oh, of course he's the gardener of course he knows how to be yeah. the, he's the oh. mechanic or of course he's the guy that oh he's the hookup that can get you something you know it's always oh i got the or when someone always said when i grew up in la i grew up in la and it was always oh well, that's what the essays do, you know, and that's always kind of been the the verbiage I grew up around. I mean, I mean, I, I agree with you, but it does. Oh, look at everybody! <laughs> oh, look! Uh -oh. Oh, oh, Godzilla! Oh, what's this? What's this? We, what's look at that! Look at that! Hey. El Muerto has arrived. Hey, hey, we're we're not here. Not here. Everybody. I'm supposed to be on a yeah. work meeting. I got the wrong one. Sorry. Let me get. Oh yeah, really, really. Welcome, no, I, welcome. I, I think, here. I think you. I think you were trying to start up your your OnlyFans page or something. That's your OnlyFans. Like the hand modeling and everything. <laughs> oh wait, this this is it because these are your OnlyFans. Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> Rolando, Rolando oh, told ow, me to say that. Ow. Rolando told Ooh, me to say that. Ow. I messaged it too. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. Latino Comic Con for putting off a great, great full day. Yeah. Well, you dogging, you dogging, because we only got one day and you had a week. You had a whole. I mean, you trying to say something, man? You it was all like, you all the time. Your day's packed. Hey, man, you know what? We knocked it out in one day. You, you stole crystal from us, but that's all right. We love it. Damn. Damn. Well, there's no, hey man, we don't, hey, we give credit where credit's due. We don't steal here. We we recognize uh, artists for their work and what they do. And crystal, man, we, hey. You should have offered us better drugs, it. man. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but it is. Sorry. Hey, and the promise of, a, of, a, of an after party. You know, yeah. the after party content. We didn't have an after party, so I give it to you guys. Hey, man, you yeah. know what? I'm, me, me and Walter are looking for you know, if sponsorships. There's talks about Five Meets getting involved. You know, I don't know there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, so you may want to consider for next next year. Speaking of Walter, tell him I'm trying to send out all the damn uh, Kickstarter. Yeah. Right. I need his address on the Kickstarter reward. You know what, guys? Oh, you yeah, want Walter? You know, I keep, I, keep getting, I keep getting a message from Kickstarter saying, please verify your address on the previous email and i keep looking for how to find it i'm gonna just text it to you and you guys <laughs> want walter on he your kickstarter because he'll just give you money and never ask for shit so that's what oh, you need you. To oh, hit, him up, okay? hit him up directly with your up directly. <laughs> no but uh, javier but since you're here if you guys don't know javier hernandez creator of el muerto uh mm -hmm. um you know we definitely appreciate you man for coming on we're fans uh we were talking about tropes that are being overused and were played out that we're kind of sick of in, uh, in film or pop culture for la latino latinx character so share man Dia de los Muertos. yeah i know that one. Oh, there you go so tell me man <laughs> elaborate <laughs> elaborate 
So Lucha oh. Libre is Dia de los Muertos. You're, you're done with it. That's it. I mean, how else are you going to get? I mean, that, that's part of the culture now, isn't it? Yeah, but then you got badasses like Crystal Gonzalez, who right off the top, she was just doing like her own thing. These really <laughs> weird, cool, demonic, uh, comedic things on her own. Hey, I'm just, I'm just happy she's putting that on paper and not going out the there and fucking. <laughs> when I first saw the strip, I go, hey, I think the white chick made that comic. No, well, Crystal's great, man. Everybody here, we have a blast talking, and I want to just talk to Javier. You know that we're all about representation. We want to make sure everybody has their time, and you know, hey, man, feel free to hang out. We're gonna just keep talking. I know that I have to. I have a hard stop pretty soon, and I have the 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 sensor, Mister El El Peso Hero, grinding (laughs) here. That I got. I might have a hard stop soon, but uh, go ahead, Javier. Oscar's gonna have his heart stop. He's on like beard number twenty or something. <laughs> I love how you're like, is this it, man? like, can you do it on cue? <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch, watch, watch. See? No, that's just buffering. That count. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, what what does that mean? Now this is the whole thing, right? Like before, I didn't do any video chat. I didn't do any FaceTime. I didn't do any of this junk. You know, like I, I message people when I did, you know, my podcast here and there, but. This is the new way of this is the new world order now. Like, if you're not zooming, IMing, you're not yeah. Skyping, you're not seeing anybody anymore. I mean, have yeah. has anybody come across something just like some people tell me they don't like it at all? Like, they just don't, they refuse to do it. They will, they just won't even bother. They rather do a phone call. But this is the way, right? I mean, I don't see anything else happening soon. I still don't really do video stuff, like outside of like this kind of thing. But also, appreciate you, Mr. Orlando. Thank you yeah. so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, but I, this I'm is what it is. Not, I don't know why, man. I've just, I've just never taken to like video calls and stuff like that. Um, just like send me a message or call me really quick. Like, you know, I'm not one of those people that likes to be like on the phone a whole lot, uh, like a long time. So you hang up. No, you hang up. You, you hang up. Yeah, no, that's you hang up. I... <laughs> oh shit, man! <laughs> a lot of breakups. Lick. <laughs> Uh, no man, it's a, it's a trip, but you know things things are changing. We want to adapt. I know that people say in the comments that we need to adapt to get you know just keep moving forward. You know, like everyone has to have a hand in this. You know, the audience watching us, the fans, everybody has a following, right? Even if it's something you people consider, hey man, I only have a hundred people following me. Shit, that's a hundred people, man. Like you can't fit a hundred people in a room and not and not expect somebody involved. People ignoring you, yeah. <laughs> sure, man. Look, there, there there's dozens of people, dozens and dozens of people that listen to our podcast every month. So we understand that you know we're, we're not we're not like you guys, but uh, you know, no. What, what I want to say is that everyone watching and you know, or listening to this, we want to make sure that we do always keep in mind, like Jose said earlier as well, the independent artists, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. We don't want to forget that these guys are doing the work. These guys and girls and gals and guys, too many beers. Uh, so uh, we want to make sure everybody that is working here uh, guys, is girls, recognized. Guys, and guys. guys, guys and girls and gals and goos and boo 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 gooses and chickens and <laughs> and all that and stuff. No, no, definitely, definitely. But I think that you know we want to make sure that we're all recognizing everybody here. So Javier, you know, look, he's joining us with his drink as well. Just you know, water. Uh, just water. Sure, you're hydrating, you're stretching, you're getting Fire exercise. Water. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm <laughs> glad you're here. Awesome. Well, I gotta head out actually, you guys. So, y'all have fun. Y'all, play all right, yeah, have a good one. Good night, everyone. Take it easy. <laughs>
Can everybody hear? I so I wanted to just ch chime in and just say that engagement, I think, is super important, and even more so than ever. Like, yeah. I I do not normally ever put myself in a camera, but um, but I just feel like you have to, you you got to do that. But it's also like a lot more fan engagement, just to kind of like let people know that you're still here, you're still working. You're still like, you know, making new stuff, you know, you I, don't know you're, I don't know what you're talking about, Crystal. Uh, you know, I'm so camera shy. It, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we need more naturals for sure. <laughs> they put in. Love to, you know, uh, come out and. I saw talk. that dude on all but, six Telemundo channels. Right. No, dude. I saw that dude on every panel. God. The audacity. Yeah. Right. No, but engagement is important, right? That's so why we do this here so we can get everybody involved and, and make uh, this community grow, right? It's digital, but we want to make the community grow. Uh, you know, one thing that, you know, we want to just put out there for everybody, what's one question that you guys are, you're sorry, you guys have done cons, you guys have done all this, but what's one thing you guys are just sick of hearing? Like, this is the regular, like, just boring, same question. Like, what's one thing that you wish that you'll never hear again as far as a question on a panel? You just asked it. That same that question? Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Damn, I'm boring now. Sorry, man, you've been around too long, man. That's the problem. <laughs> I've been around too Let long. Me get bored. By the way, I haven't met Unearthly Comics yet, but I just realized, oh my gosh, that is a great Mazinga Shogun Warrior. We have met before, man. I talked to you on Instagram one time. Jeez, man, burn, man. <laughs> Who, about that? Who else don't you recognize? <laughs> You know that guy? You know Kevin? Javier Fernandez. You know. What was your name? Unearthly Comics? Oh, Jose Garcia? I make El Cinto. I think we follow each other, actually. Oh, man. Make it more awkward. Make it more. Make it more awkward. I was going to say, Javier, is it lonely at the top or what? Man, the breeze blows high on Mount Muerto. He's big timing us, bro. Hey man, you know what? It's all good. You know, we we don't we we don't have a movie made, and you know we don't have. We can't all be Wilmer. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't all get Wilmer. You know, we're not all movie stars. You know, some guys play with robots. Some guys plays with chickens. You know, that's what happens over here in Texas, especially. You know, but Javier, no, but uh, you know, I'm asking a question, man. Since you have been around for for a minute. Uh, you know, one thing that me and Stephanie brought up to the table early, early on, but I'm curious because, you know, honestly, no jokes, jokes aside, you know, we talked about uh, someone uh, just basically copyright issue where someone takes your art or takes your work without your knowledge and using it. You know, have you ever come across something like that or uh, talk about an experience like that? And did you have to go break some kneecaps type stuff? It's called or? Wilmer and the crew? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, copyright, it's like. Well, like Crystal says, putting yourself out there. I mean, you put your images out there. I mean, you know, there's a what's the fine line? Like, someone does a fan art, that's fine. I haven't really had someone like, you know, do an Almerto story or prints and start selling them, you know, without permission. So I, I have not run into that myself. Anybody else out there? Because, like I said, we're all putting our stuff out every day. Every, you know, people can take your image. And no, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. shared a little bit about. I was curious because you've been doing this for a minute. You know, everybody here is, is uh, in comparison to you, of course. You know, the monolith. You know, oh like this, well, there, is El Muerto. There is one time, it wasn't El Muerto art. Years ago, I did a Randy Macho Man Savage, like pencil drawing, mm -hmm. based on a photograph, right? I found a photograph and I drew him because, all right, Macho Man. And one day a fan messaged me, um, hey, I'm yet. I just saw this, uh, one of those t shirt sites, whatever. I just saw someone selling your, a t shirt with your Macho Man art on it. 
So of course I got pissed off and I uh, I went to the site. I guess I got the person's contact and I said, hey man, you're using my artwork. It's not your stupid t-shirt. And then, you know, I hate what he said because he kind of had a point. He goes, well, hey man, you're one to talk. You did that drawing based on a photograph that's copyrighted by Vince McMahon or WWF, whatever. Ooh, so okay. take it up, take it up with them. And I thought about it. That's interesting. I think Kevin has some experience on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've talked about that with my students before too. It's like fan art is always that that tricky category because technically you own the copyright to that drawing, but. Right. The, the photograph copyright owner could argue that uh, you hadn't changed enough. It's like the, the Obama right. Hope poster. You yep. know, there's a big lawsuit about we that. About that. Um, right. And that's a valid point. But regardless of who's right in that situation, that t-shirt seller, t-shirt t-shirt seller, there we go, is wrong. Yes. Um, and and what I tell my students, for example, when they make their magazines, is like, okay, fair use. I, no one can say I have fair use. You ever see a YouTuber that comes on and says, I have fair use in this video because that person is an idiot. You cannot, the only person who can say you have fair use is the judge. Now you can assume that this might be a good case for fair use, but it's not actually declared fair use till a judge says it. So one thing I told him is if you're writing a story about Marvel, right? And you want to comment on like, well, you know, Marvel makes a Black Panther movie, whatever, and you use official Black Panther art, that's probably fair use because you're commenting about them and mm -hmm. you're showing it. But if you're writing a story about Black Panther and you use fan art of Black Panther, that's a problem. Because Marvel didn't pay that artist. That artist may not own Black Panther, but they own that art piece. And you've now used it without their permission. Now, that artist who created the Black Panther thing for Marvel, they've already been paid. They got paid by Marvel. Marvel put it out there. They want to promote it. They want they, they want uh, newspapers to write about it. But that fan artist, they didn't get paid for it. So you should not be taking their art. So, yeah, whether or not the fan art is right or not, that's iffy. But regardless, they cannot take that fan art. Well, I, I wrote... So I, I got emails, I forgot the site, maybe it was eBay. So I went to the site, I found some information like, you know, to, uh, what do you call it, uh, fraud, copyright. And I, you know, I wrote my complaint and then this uh, person called me or I called them, whatever. And um, how should I say it? So they didn't really understand, I mean, you know, the communication problems. So I couldn't ex even explain it to the so-called person, you know, you know, it's my drawing, but it's based on a photograph. And she's like, well, you know, so it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, in the end, I didn't really care. I mean, you know, it's not. No, well, it is what it is, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's a set. It's a, it. the, the world you're in, right? Everybody's going to be able to try to copy, make it, make some money, quick money, and then yeah. just disappear. It is what it is, man. No, but, uh, Excuse me. When I was telling earlier you know, to Chikume and everybody here is that we'd like to talk about just played out, you know, tropes and things like that. You know, we talked about you know, the other muerto. We talked about how representation matters. But let's flip that. You know, like you know, Crystal mentioned it earlier as well. She's sick of the comedies and it's always a comedic role, and she wants something with more substance. Whenever that, like, what's what's a like a dream project, man, that you can see being made with like Latino casting or influence uh, what's something that you always say you know what this will make a great idea if we involve latino culture latino mexican um, black panther okay man <laughs> where's my black panther you know like but i mean like we're like what's something you guys ever thought in your back in mind man this was like this would be a good reboot or this would be something, like i'm thinking silver bullet i'm thinking like stephen king stuff like we can flip that around and make it more more contemporary involve more latinos and and really make it because i just watched christine this afternoon i'm thinking man like we need more brown people in that movie. It would be great to flip that because who else but the car culture, you know, the car club culture isn't going to mess around with the car and really take that and make it its own, you know? That would be a good idea. What do you guys think? Anybody have an idea? I mean, the book of life could have been that, but, you know. 
True, <laughs> true. It could have been that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Story and everything, but I also was a little put off by the fact that some of the voice actors weren't even Latino. They had Ice Cube doing like the god of candle and light, you know, so I was sort of like, Yeah. To kind of make it more like friendly for non-Latinos. Here, I'm gonna put some pop songs in it. I think uh yeah. or something was in it. I was like, yeah. 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 if they had kept it legit, maybe it would have probably would have had more legitimacy in its you know message. I feel. You do know that not the bash it though. I did like the Norteños with attitude. Okay. That's make that shirt. Make that shirt, guys. I'll buy it. All right. That's but, the book of life, though, because I really did like the book of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved no, the character designs, and that was, you know, yeah. the, the main. You know, regardless of the actors and all of that, it was made by a Latino man, and that's exactly like, the so, main important part. So I don't mind like people like Ice Cube doing a voice because it's like at the end of the day, this was made by somebody who's a Latino, you know, and that's why. True. I mean, that that is, something made by Disney, you know. And that was, was like what legitimized it for me was like, okay, it's actually still being made by a Latino. Yeah. It's still being so made by me, like, 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 I, still, you know, like, I don't mind I, any of that. That's all. Like, that's whatever. You know? I just feel that maybe the studio itself was trying to pander to, um, to audiences in a way that, you know, just to kind of make sure people came to go see it because they were still afraid of what it was. They were Where's like, that fine line though? Really like, go where... watch Dia de los Muertos movie? Oh, no, yeah. sure. So, like, where do you draw the line? Like, what's the respect? a pretty small company though. Like, what's respecting the, 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 the culture and what's pandering? Like, it's that's a tough yeah. call, no? I do, genuinely. Well, no, I mean, it's pandering if they, if they, you know, they're just going to put a bunch of celebrity stars as voice actors that are not even Latino. Because they know people will look at it and say, yeah, just, "Oh, hey, look at that!" You know, so and so is in there. You know, it's more like and if then, that's the the actual just the intent is, "Hey, we're going to cast this person in this Latino movie just right. because they're famous, even though they're not Latino, has nothing to do with it." You know, right. I mean, I mean, when when it when it comes when it comes to when it comes to voice acting, though, like if I see something, it's like an afterthought and who's voicing yeah. it really at the end of the day. Matters. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's for sure, yeah. unless they specifically start to yeah. advertise it as that yeah. particular person. So, to, so for me, so for me, it's like an afterthought of who's voicing mm -hmm. the the character, and I go, oh shit, they were on that. Okay, cool. But yeah, if it's still kind of like an afterthought, why not give a Latino, given that there's not that many yeah. around, you know, not that many. Right, access, and, you know, and there are to, so many. Um, well-known Latino voice actors out there, mm -hmm. and they don't get a shot because Nicole Kidman decided to do the voice. And it's like, oh yeah, I, I've heard. I've heard. Of, like, I've heard of. Well, that's not cool. Like just yeah, because I, I, he's a famous actor does not yeah. make her a voice actor. Like voice actors are an entire you know uh, uh, talent. You really have to voice act when you're a voice actor. Because I don't know, I, I've also heard. I'm an animator. Uh, you know, when I see a good yeah. voice actor, I know that they can they can play a character so well. Whereas sometimes I feel like they just picked that you know that superstar from Hollywood, and she doesn't he or she does not know how to uh, actually a good yeah. character voice. Yeah. The 3D Lion King was awful. <laughs> Sorry, it was no, but, but I, all those I have, actors. I have heard of had no acting whatsoever. Their uh -huh. voices were planned. But I have heard about actors reaching out 
to creators wanting to be on on shows rather voice characters yeah. and that type of stuff and if, and, and, and if a big name shows up obviously they're going to pay attention to him like yeah. i heard i heard about uh what is it there, uh, are, the uh, rare, there are the rare yeah. ones where they're like they're actors and they are film actors but they know how to voice act mm -hmm. i mean robin williams i mean my god he's amazing right but he's both he could be a voice actor plus an actor but sometimes i just feel like they only put the actor because I remember. I remember. I heard about. I heard that the. I heard, yeah, but that's mostly a Hollywood problem. That's just a problem with animated movies in general. That's True, not, but, but the reason I brought it up was because of the Book of Life doing it, and I was like, mm, "Why'd you do that? You should have just picked all Latino cast to do the Book of Life." Yeah, I mean, I have heard. Of, I did hear about like George Clooney. George Clooney wanted to be on, on, on South Park and they made him like a chicken or something like that. Yeah, they, yeah. Him, <laughs> they just made him like, they gave him like the stupidest thing because they didn't want him on there to begin with, but there was like, they fucked with him by making him a chicken or something like that. So. <laughs> but is that, so, I mean, are we, are we still in that age? And like you said, uh, Jose, you know, are we still in the age of Hollywood just saying, hey man, it's star power. I don't care if it's white and I'm going to put it behind this voice and the character's Latino. Are we still in that age? Are we finally like, is this 2020 woke culture? Are we at the point where we're like, you know what? We're not, we're not standing for it. We need action. Or what do you think? Uh, they've uh, they put a really nice uh, thin veil of we actually give a crap uh, over it. So we're still in that. We're true, still in true, that. True, it's true. just that more yeah. people are making noise. So in order to not have those people stop giving these big companies money, they're like, hey, we actually give a shit. So, you know, hey. Yeah, it feels, it feels some your, of it. Some of it. pandering to your culture. Uh -huh. Instead of us pandering, to, some of it feels you know, like uh, like Kylie Jenner with the pizza pe pe Pepsi can, Pepsi. you know, like type yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. So no, we're, uh, we're not we're not out of the BS Hollywood stuff, man. Not at all. No, Stephen, you work not, with not kids, right? If you're doing you're doing you know school, you're doing kids and art, you know, like when they're working on their stuff. I mean, what's the the take? Are they creating their own original characters? Are they seeing themselves in their art? I mean, what's the conversations like when they're creating these characters and they're doing their work? So um, that's something that I, I'm trying to work more on is, is getting my students to uh, put themselves in their artwork. Because right now, a lot of them oh, okay. want to draw anime. It's, mm -hmm. I teach junior high, I teach seventh grade art, um, you know, 12 years old, 13 years old. And I get it because when I was younger, that's, you know, I started drawing by drawing the comic strips from the newspaper. That's what I would draw. That's how I learned how to draw. And uh, so I get, they want to draw what they, they watch and what they like. And it's getting them, trying to get them out of that to break that habit and start putting themselves into their art. Um, it's hard. It's hard to do, especially at that age, because that's when they're starting to learn about themselves and they're starting to kind of be individuals, but they don't want to be individuals yet because there's still that whole mob culture where, you know, they want to fit into the cliques and be part of the, the cool crowd. So it's... Stop it's, me if anybody think Oscar or Ronnie may correct me or Jose even, anybody here. Wasn't Toonami at some point Spanish? I remember there was a Spanish, like, dubbed version of Toonami on one of the Spanish stations, like Univision, Telemundo, like, one of those deep Spanish stations. The reason I bring it up is because is there now the need for a Toonami, but more Latino-based, like, like our own, uh, you know, catered content coming in animation with Latino 
themes and characters do you think instead of because tsunami was the thing that brought it into our eyes in the early 90s and all that what do you guys think well having your own like block of shows or your own channel that sounds really cool and really intriguing but at the same time it's like that whole like we don't get a seat at the table so we're gonna make our own damn table that's cool but in addition to your table i also want to put my chair over there because that table over there is the one that makes all the money and if i can get a seat over there we should have a seat over there someone should have a seat over there you know what i mean it needs to get in front of everybody. It's, it's, it's like it just right. because you're. It's like you you become niche, and it's right. not that we're catering to a niche audience. We're fucking millions, man. It's not like we're just some sect of people that barely watch. Oh, yeah, like who, what do they say? Uh, we 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 buy we buy like every one out of six tickets or something like that in terms of like a movie theater for movies and like we're consuming fucking content, right? We're putting the money out there. We're not known to save money. That's for sure. We just fucking impulse buy and right. We're not we're not we're not that type of a. a I'd rather a drive my truck right? and pay my rent. You know what I mean? That's the type yeah. of people we are. You know, like so yeah, like that. So, well, Freddie buys one ticket and sneaks in three people, so we we got. I used to do that for the drive-in. Like I put my brother in the in the trunk and and, and gave him a joyride, and then <laughs> forgot about him. Right? He's still in there. Purposely. No, but I think that you're right, Oscar. I like that analogy because you're right. Let's make our own our own show. Let's make our own table. But fuck, we should have a seat at the big table. It sucks that we have to say it that way. Yeah, that's where the but, money's at, man. Shoot. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't, I don't want to like punch up or anything. Uh, but I'm gonna punch up for a minute. It's also a situation where if there's somebody who's really big and popular, uh, getting a seat, it's you can't even get a seat at their table if they if they make their own damn table, like uh, you know. Mm. I mean, I Robert Rodriguez has this big, amazing channel, and all he does is show uh, Godzilla movies on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I get you, because you see that yeah. stuff online. I've been reading hey. articles. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, there he is. Hey, Sorry. you know Sorry. what? Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's like there's another channel called Sci-Fi that does the same thing. Or like comment or anything. Well, the thing is, right, right? There's plenty of people saying, oh, hey, you know, I'm producing all Latino culture. I'm producing Latino artwork. Or I'm producing Latino films and, and this and that. Where is it? Like, where did it end up? You know, like, where, where no, is what it? They, what they mean is I'm a Latino making money. Um, mm. Whatever's going on with y'all, people No, I mean, it's, it's dirty. It's, it's gritty. It's the truth. It sucks. But maybe... I've always had this, and me and Walter talked about it on our show, where it's unfortunate, but I think we're, I'm hope, maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic on this one, but there used to be the connotation of uh, Latinos step on each other to move ahead, you know, that they're not pulling each other up, that they're stepping on each other to get up, you know, and I feel that things like this, Latino Comic Cons, and, uh, you know, and whenever we have these type of conversations and we're displaying our work and we're talking about this, like we're we're leaving that kind of trend behind. You know, do you guys think we're at least moving upwards towards that? Oh yeah, we as uh, as like our like as this kind of culture, yeah, absolutely. Like we're we're all forging ahead. I mean, like you know, Comics Expo, you know, started started. Yeah, we have conventions like this, so clearly and, we're still helping then, Yeah, we're also we're still we're trying to 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 create that visibility. You know, that's kind of what, what you guys were talking about earlier when talking about, like, 
getting the big name actor in the Latino movie, you know, to give it to give it more exposure and stuff, whether that's good or bad, you know, and it is a kind of a double edged sword because it can prop the culture up a little bit, but at the same time, that star power might take away from from that, you know. Uh, but uh, it's it's gonna it's it's still a long process, I think. Like we just need to get more more of our work, more of our type of work out there, uh, more diverse work. You know, we all went around the around the the horn talking about the, the tropes and stuff we hate. So it's like, all right, let's, let's kind of move away from that and, and push more for the newer stuff. But but yeah, we're definitely turning in the right direction. Absolutely. I, I think it's like Oscar said. Um, I, I think on next year there's this um, on one of the anime uh, channels networks. There's this really cool looking uh, from Mexico like a Crunchyroll. What is it? You're talking about uh, Crunchyroll, the one with the. Oh, I'm trying to remember. They're like, oh they're like, yeah, that looks like awesome. Aztec anime, right? Really. Yeah, that looks really good. Onyx, Onyx, Equinox. It looks really, really good. I don't know what it is. Don't know who's oh, making yeah. it, but it looks Equinox. Good. Equinox, yeah, Equinox. Right. Yeah, I'm not to have a problem with um, El Rey Network, but like, okay, so now you got like a Latino only thing, but. Yeah, it reminds me. It reminds me of like Avatar, huh? Kind of like Avatar type feel to it. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think it's, I think it probably works better ultimately if we can get Latino created projects on just you know regular networks, you know, with regular studios, so we're not just like, right. oh, there's only one Latino uh, show all at a time. It's like one, like what is that? One day at a time got picked up by CBS now after it got dropped, you know, from mm -hmm. Netflix. Yeah. So that's getting picked up, but. You know, I'm I mean, really, you know, Dora, 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 Dora La Pedora is cool, no, but like, you know, I want more. <laughs> it's not the for problem me. with putting all the Mexican stuff on one channel, all the Latinx stuff on one channel is, you know, no one else is going to watch it except mm, us. True. true. You know what? We got to diversify. We got to go everywhere. Like you're saying, that should be just regular content because it was what? BET, right? You know, BET doing all the black, the black, um, you know, shows, Dude. black programs, you know? Uh, like in 2011, I think BET had an amazing Black Panther cartoon. It's on YouTube. You guys, everybody should check oh, it out. It's super cool. But nobody no, saw like, it because it was on BET. Yeah, but the, the yeah, thing, like, BET man, that, that but that, this is the thing. Like the African American community supported BET like mad crazy. Yes. Like also, that Black Panther cartoon was written by you know, the head producer of BET at the time. So. Know yeah, is that the yeah. guy who uh, used to work on Boondocks? Uh, no, it is not. But he is—he's the guy that created Shuri. So if you think about uh, Black Panther's sister, he created her. Oh, so he had the pull. Yeah. So basically, oh, uh, he went to Marvel, said, "I want to do Black Panther." But Marvel's like, "Sure, go for it." And then he's like, "I want to make a cartoon out of this too." And they let him go—you know—both directions with it. So it worked out really well. Do we? Do we? Do we have anything similar to a Tyler Perry in the in within the Latino community in terms of anybody kind of? We got Javier Hernandez. I mean, Javier Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, Robert, 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 yeah but they're like. He writes Latino characters, he hires Latino actors. But it's like every other movie I see is like a Diego Luna movie, and it's like, okay, I like him, but you know, like, is he the only guy that speaks for us? Or. Does Antonio Banderas count as We only get one. We only get one. Oh, sorry. Hey, Antonio Banderas, I'm ready for him to be in the well, X. We want our Tyler Perry. Yeah, right? he, he's from Spain, right? But like everybody thinks of him as Latino. Does he count enough? Like, can we adopt him, or does that does that count? Like yeah, I'm, hey, I, hey, I'm, I'm Antonio Banderas. Uh, he's putting the work. For them, I'm gonna be here, I hate to say that. Um, 
I was going to say, earlier I was looking on Amazon Prime, just a big frustration, and it's kind of what Freddy's alluding to. And I was scrolling for, like, documentaries, and I, you know, they always have these subheadings, horror film, uh, they have, like, the black film, and then they mm -hmm. have Hispanic Heritage Month. I go, oh, okay, let me see, this is interesting. So I was scrolling through, and outside of Adora, the Dora movie, which, you know, really, I'm not really going to watch that. Every show on every movie recommended was a, you know, was a foreign Spanish uh, TV show or movie, which is fine. But I looked at the black ones, and there's like you guys are saying, BET. There's like hundreds and hundreds of black comedies and shows and movies and cartoons. We have still to this day, 2020, there is so little American produced Latino product. Like that Amazon we got La Bamba, we, we have uh, uh, yeah, you can do it on and then we have like Made in Manhattan. Does that count? You know, dude, I want to give us the narco series, <laughs> Jiggly, me Jiggly. Me. Hey, Jake, give you the narco series. Tell me all the cartoon shows. So, yeah, I was very frustrated. Lucha Lucha, El Tigre, The Book of Life. Uh, yeah, there's one more coming. El Chavo, the cartoon, uh, cartoon. Man, but uh, the thing is, the people that keep the Chavo cartoon alive oh, are us. Like, it's not. They, they like made kids. a Santo cartoon. Cartoon Network made yeah, a Santo cartoon, true. but they only played it in Latin America. They yeah, didn't play true. it. What in, about in Super Campeones? That's an anime, doing, but it was only in Spanish. Super Campeones is a soccer anime that you can't find in English. If you think about it, Super Campeones was a Japanese cartoon about soccer that is only found oh, in Japanese yeah. or in Spanish. That's it. It is not English dubbed or any Captain Subasa. You can look it up. It's only in, in, in Spanish or in Japanese. Like, because, like, like, there's, man, that just drives me crazy because I feel like there is content that we can adapt ourselves. We don't have to appropriate the, the anime culture. We can make our own. Oh, uh, hello. There you go. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I misspoke in front of uh, the idol. That's a win. That's uh, a win. No, no, I mean, everybody, everybody here, I don't know every single person, but. I guess they're all creating their own content. I'm mean, like, yes. So you asked me earlier, joking, I think, like, what question annoys me? So one thing that kind of, not, I'm not saying it annoys We're friends, Freddie, so don't take this wrong. Yeah, no, nah, man, us, we're good. You're asking us, well, you know, what we think yeah. should be rebooted as Latino style, whatever, like, oh, yeah. Like, well, you know what? I'd rather be on a panel. Sorry, Jose, I'm sorry that's boring you there. <laughs> I work than talk about, you know, how do we help, you know, NBC appeal to Latino types the cast of friends around like i don't care about that i'd rather hear i'd rather see crystal get a deal or anybody else here five beats i'd rather find out if they get some type of deal a cartoon deal a movie deal a tv show deal i don't care about you know turning back a reboot brown or black or asian whatever yeah same that's, here that's good for warner brothers because oh they're so diverse I'm working my but does that get us a seat at that table if we like do if we, if we reboot chico and the man all right, and we reboot it and we change it and we make it happen. Like no one's talking about this, but we reboot Chico and the Man and make it get here. Is that going to get us a seat at the table or no? I don't know. No, I don't. I, I think and I think it's good. It's, dude, it's it's almost, well here here we go now uh, with the wrestling talk. Uh, so it's it's kind of right. like wrestling. Um, whenever someone gets behind like a big star, it, it's it's. I mean, obviously everything's predetermined and stuff and scripted to a certain extent, but it's kind of organic too. They start to read the audience, and then you know, as 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 they work their butts off doing what they do in the ring, you know, they start to get you know organically. They start to get big, so people are accepting of them. And then boom, merchandise sales go up and all that. Um, it's kind of the same way, you know. You can't 
I don't think that that we'll get that seat at the table if we just kind of shoehorn the culture into like stuff that's already existed. Uh, it is about getting eyes on newer content because everything like that's been the biggest like complaint uh, for for our for our pro, uh, pop culture uh, for movies and TV shows is that there is like everything looks the same. Everything's being just continuously Perfect. redone. Nothing looks new, and that's like the if enough for, for no other reason. That's the biggest reason why you know not just Latino culture, but Black culture, uh, Asian, you know, every culture should be represented uh, here in the United States. Is every because every culture in the world lives here in the U.S. So we should have creators that that create all this new stuff that 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 is new, that it's fresh, it looks different, it's different takes because we have within our cultures we have a lot of the same threads that we pass down generation to generation, a lot of same similar values. Um, just done in a different way. So it's the same thing with our stories. You know, we talk about like La Llorona or whatever, La Lechusa and stuff like that. Then you have Baba Yaga and stuff like that. So so it's it's just these different ways to kind of tell the same kind of stories. Uh, it just makes it more interesting. And it's just maybe maybe in, in teaching those morals different ways, you know, people will pick it up differently. Maybe, you know, if it doesn't register, if a cer certain story doesn't register with you, it has a, a specific moral, maybe there's going to be a different culture, uh, culture that tells that same story or that same type of story with that same moral, but it hits you different. And now you kind of learn something, you know? Well, I want to um, get to the end. You know, we're going to, we're going to close here soon, guys. And I want to thank everybody before we get to that end, end phase. But, right. you know, touching on what Orlando said, you know, we do want to make sure that, like you said earlier on, it's about supporting these creators. We want everybody here to get a deal, to get out there, because I do want my son to be able to look at something and go on demand and see, you know, El Cinto, or see, you know, he already does, Crystal. He loves your stuff already. He's he's doing that. Your, Schizo and, and Bendy. I don't know what the fuck Bendy oh, is, but that, and, so, uh, yeah, that's what he's watching, so, you know, we'll have to have a conversation after, because his mom's like, what is he watching? But, uh, <laughs> we want everybody here to, to take care of business, you know, Stephanie's with her stuff and her and her creation she's making, you know, hoping nobody steals your stuff anymore, and of course, you know, Five Meets, I, I, you know, I love your comedy, I love what you're doing, Jose, I love your books, and Javier, of course, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan, dude, you know, it's all in, in good fun, we poke fun at each other. Uh, but you know, we want. I want to see El Muerto adapted into an animated series. Why not? My kid reads your books. You know, like I he wears El Muerto. You know, like that could be something. So, everyone watching, we want to just give love to the creators. You know, make sure you do follow everyone here. You know, make sure that we are constantly supporting each other. And they're right. You know, I was taking a mom playing the other side of the fence, but we want these original creations to last because, trust me, there's nothing here that is forever. So we need that old stuff to just go away. We're a new school. We need you guys. We need everybody here on, the, on on this panel to move forward. You know, Kevin's working on something as well. You know, he has a partner, Emmanuel, which we'll have him on our show soon to discuss his work. But everybody here is welcome on the Primo's podcast. Just know that you guys can check, catch us weekly. Everybody watching, you know, I want to thank you for watching right. our panel. As well as everybody's panel you had already on today. We are going to have, of course, you know, um, Hector come on. Uh, you know, and kind of close out our episode today here. But I want to just thank everybody for, for, for watching and everybody for coming on the show. You guys have a good night, pretty much.